Welcome to Here's the Caveat, an international leadership podcast. Business coach Bob Reich tackles the issues that plague business professionals today. With candor and transparency, he provides real-life answers to the real-world issues with his years of experience and practical wisdom. He will inspire you with value and provide you with practical answers to help you navigate through life's greatest circumstances. Welcome to Here's the Caveat. Take it away, Bob. Welcome to Here's the Caveat, Leadership Principles for Today's Leader. I'm Bob Risch, your host, and I thank you for joining us again this week. I also want to send out a special thank you to those of you who listen each and every week and share with us the value that you get from our podcast, Here's the Caveat. And also, I know many of you share this with your friends, your family, those you work with, about the value that you receive, and we get new and new listeners each and every week. So I just wanted to thank you for your support and sharing this podcast with those around you. Today, I want to talk about how to let go and let God. That's something that we hear often, let go and let God. We hear it when we understand that somebody's struggling. Somebody is having a hard time in life, whether it's personal or professional. Sometimes we don't know what to say, or we think it's the right thing to say, and we say, let go and let God. The problem with this is it become, has become and, be, and does become a cliche. It's just something that we say. And one of the questions that I sometimes think, and I know some other people may be thinking is, that sounds good, let go and let God, but how do we do that? That's what I want to talk about today. In the book of John, chapter 4, he says, So he, Jesus, came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And at Capernaum there was an official whose son was ill. Now when this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. Now, as he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. He asked them the hour when he began to get better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever had left him. The father knew that that was the hour when Jesus said to him, your son will live. And he himself believed and all of his household and this was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judah to Galilee. I love that piece of scripture because it really talks about letting go and letting God. This man came to Jesus and said, my son is ill. I need you to help him. And Jesus said, go, your son, your son will be healed. This man had to let go and let God because this is something that would be hard for any of us to believe. His child was dying, and Jesus said, he is healed, and he was. And all this man could do is let go of his fears, 
let go of his anxiety, let go of his, of his apprehensions, his doubts, and believe what God said. He had to practice let go and let God. One of the definitions of worry that I like to use is this. Worry is the insistence of doing the impossible when God has already said he will make it possible for you. How often do we pray? How often do we ask God for what we want or what we think we should we deserve or we ask him to intervene? And the question is, do you really believe it? Or is it a, I'm going to ask God and see if he comes through, then I will believe. Or do we ask God already believing that he has already provided? When we understand that worry is the insistence of doing the impossible when God has already said he will make it possible, is this something that you can allow God to do for you? Now, the result of worry, there's three results here. Number one, anxiety. Anxiety says, I cannot do. I cannot do it. The second one is anger. You did not do it. And the third one is apathy. I really don't care. How often do we have this attitude to God when we ask him to do something or we say, let go and let God or somebody says that to us? When we worry, anxiety is there, anger is there, and apathy is there. And often we say, I cannot do it, therefore it cannot be done. Anger says, God, you didn't do it for me. And sometimes we get to apathy where we say, I don't really care. When you hear those words, let go and let God, are you like this man who immediately believed and on his way home, he knew that the impossible was made possible? And then when his servants came to him, they said, your son lives. He said, when was that? I don't believe the man said it in doubt. I believe he said it in excitement, anticipating that they were going to say, the moment Jesus said, your son will be healed. How to let go and let God. That's what we want to talk about today. How do we do that? Here goes. First, how to let go and let God. You need to understand that you live in answered prayer. You need to understand that you live in answered prayer. This is something that I came to the conclusion of some time ago when I would pray, and I got to the point of, I was really praying, almost daring God to do something, or I'm not going to believe it until I see it, versus we're already living in answered prayer. My prayers have turned to, thank you for allowing me to live in answered prayer. Yes, I ask him for things that, that are on my heart as if they're already completed because I already believe that every day I live in answered prayer from yesterday. It's amazing how much relief I have through that because I don't have to try to insist on doing the impossible because God has already made it possible. And it's amazing, even the little things. Lord, I need some help here. Lord, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. 
it's not as much as a request hoping for an answer. It's already with the attitude of thank you because I already know that you have already answered that prayer because I do live an answered prayer. How many times have we said, you know, those were the good old days. We always remember the good old days as past tense. What about making today as the good old days looking back or looking forward to tomorrow as in living today, as knowing we're going to say we live in the good old days, as in we already live in answered prayer. Number two, you need to relinquish control. You need to relinquish control of I'm in charge because anxiety says I cannot do it because I've made that decision. Anger says you didn't do it. And apathy says I don't care. All three of those are a form of control. Are you relinquishing control? Are you asking God in confidence that he's already completed or he already will take care of you because your prayer really is, thank you for allowing me to live an answered prayer. And then when you pray for God to intervene, you're praying almost as a thank you, knowing that he has already taken care of it. And number three, trust God. Are you trusting him? to do the impossible? Are you trusting him to make the impossible possible in your everyday life? As a leader, we encounter so many challenges each and every day. And our first reaction is often anxiety, is often anger, is often apathy. Because see, when we experience anxiety and we turn it to understanding that you live an answered prayer, you already are acknowledging that God has already taken care of it. You're already acknowledging that God has taken care of it because he's already promised that he's already taking care of you. So when Paul says in Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, let your reasonableness be known to everyone because the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about everything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. When we let go and let God, we turn anxiety into understanding. When we let go and let God, we turn ang anger into relinquishing control. When you look in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4 says this. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. We want to hold on to that anger so we can blame somebody else, primarily God. When you will relinquish your control, you relinquish that anger because you've already you don't allow your anger to fester in your brain and allow those seeds to grow. And when you take when you trust God, you remove apathy because you don't have to worry about what is going to happen. You already know that God has already done it. And here's the caveat. The issue is not God providing. The issue is me not letting him bless me each and every day. 
as a leader in today's society? Are you allowing God to let you see what he's doing each and every day? He's already doing it whether you see it. The question is, are you letting go and letting God be that power, be that peace that only he can provide? And there is the caveat. Thank you so much for listening today. It is an honor and a privilege to have you as a part of Here's the Caveat. You can find us at our website at www.caveatcoach.com. That's www.caveatcoach.com. Reach out to us today with your questions on our website. You can also follow our LinkedIn page or follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. All of those links are on our website. Learn more how Caveat Institute can meet and serve your needs. We also want to thank our sponsors for supporting this podcast. Without our listeners and your support, this podcast would not exist. We have thousands of listeners in over 50 countries because of you. And because of your listening and financial support, we can impact the world. Consider becoming a sponsor for this podcast by placing an advertisement or by donating at the link provided at caveatcoach.com. Share this podcast and allow others to receive the value that you've received today. And be sure to check out our other episodes. Again, it's been an honor to speak with you today. Have a fantastic day and don't be afraid to be great. You've been listening to Coach Bob Risch at Caveat Institute. We're signing off now. See you next week for another episode of Leadership Essentials for Today's Leader by Here's the Caveat.